0: Hello everyone, I'm Stuart Spinks and this is Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper in fact just like me. So welcome back to my weekly podcast My thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers. And in return, you'll gain access to additional content and support from me. These start from as little as $1 per month, and I don't charge per video or podcast. So I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. Our podcast is now available on iTunes, so you can now listen to me from a wide range of devices. Again, I'll leave links to the various websites in this week's show notes as usual. So, this week we're back at the outside broadcast coming from the British Beekeeping Association Spring Convention for 2018, which was held at the Harper Adams University in Shropshire here in the UK. And this is the second interview recorded at the spring convention and this time we're in the main trade show hall visiting with bs honey and having a chat with dan all about the bs honey two-in-one nuke which you may have seen both in some of the youtube videos that i've got and also on the blog that we've got on our website and again i'll put all of the information in the show notes to accompany our podcast The trade show was really busy so there's quite a lot of ambient noise but we've managed to record a really great interview with Dan so without further ado let's crack on and listen to what Dan has to say about BS Honey. Going back to the beginning how did uh, you and Tristan get involved in the beekeeping business? The
1: beekeeping world was not something we'd sort of planned to go into Um, we both went to school together um, so we've been in secondary school since 2001 Um, we both had like a a very business aspect besides us and in all fairness we were both sort of in the computing side of things, we were very hot on website development and and graphic development um, which has been beneficial when developing our website Um, although our skills are rather dated now, um, we still rely on a lot of it for fixing website issues, Um, so we left school, Tristan stayed on to do A-levels and I left school early Um, I came out with in the recession yep. no jobs available really I was just trying to find anything to make do um, I did briefly work temp- in temporary roles and I was approached by a bee farmer to pretty much assemble poly- and disassemble boxes
0: okay, yep. so
1: it's carpentry work assembly work it's very yep. basic and he essentially chucked me in the deep end and right. gave me a bee suit and off I went
0: <sighs> and from that point You've built up a commercial business for yourselves. We
1: have, yeah. I mean, it was based on, from what we learned on the UK market. And then initially, when I first went to Australia, um, which the first trip was when I was 18. And I had no knowledge of the world such first time being away. And I was, again, chucked in the
0: deep end there. Sure. And so when you went to Australia, was that for beekeeping work? It was specifically for beekeeping work. It, you must have learnt a lot while you were over yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, we were working
1: with commercial guys that were running at 3,000 plus hives, wow. running 3,000 mating nukes. Queen rearing was the big aspect of their business because they produced packaged bees to export to America for almond pollination. Right. So, right. that was, they were very reliant on queen breeding and rearing their bees, so they've moved to conditions. It was a very different world to what it is here. Yeah. It's so vast over mm. there that you can move from one place to another and the conditions be totally different move up into the mountains you've got all these different eucalyptus trees right yeah and they all produce all these different flavors and colors and some produce like every four years and every eight years some every Incredible. year and we, we just don't well. see that kind of no.
0: production in this country do no, we no
1: i mean there's where you would put deep supers on every week and be pulling them off it was unreal but then some years it'd be very dry so you, okay. you'd have to chase conditions and move to the mountains. And so, yeah, you didn't get any honey, which is where it was very reliant on the
0: package bees. Right. And so you've brought that experience and knowledge back to the UK. Yeah. And where are you guys based now? Uh, we're based in Charlton currently. Okay. And the um, the area that you you have your bees? The, um, it's the mainly kind of
1: a farmland, friends, family. The, we've got sure. some brilliant farmers and people that work with us that allow us to use it.
0: Great. And, and from producing honey and bees you've obviously moved now into selling some equipment yeah and the the two-in-one nuke is is one of the first things that you've, you've introduced yeah so
1: I'd say it's sort of a stepping stone um, we've, we've worked with um, several different polystyrene boxes and obviously we've worked with a lot of different boxes in Australia and we've kind of applied this concept to this current box so in Australia we ran two-way mating nukes with a split division it worked brilliantly um, and it was easy to do because you already had all the supers there, so you just cut a slit in, put a divider board, and away they go as such. Um, sure. So we applied the concept to the National Hive. If we're going to bring a polyhive to the market, it needs to be different. It needs to, it can't just be exactly the same. Because yes. At the end of the day, they'll just go and buy the cheapest one they can find because it's the same thing. Okay, yeah. our, our box is a bit more expensive because there is more components. There's more in the manufacturers, higher density, so we have to reflect that in the price.
0: Yes. So, but the product itself... From what I've seen, and it has a feel of a really good quality piece of kit, and I yeah. think beekeepers are prepared to pay when they know they're getting good quality.
1: Yeah, that's right, It's definitely right. I mean, we were very happy with the way the product turned out. In the end, it, there was a lot of tweaks and everything that went into design stage. It took about a year to get the full design done and completed. Um, it was kind of hard working with designers that didn't really have the experience, because Essentially, polystyrene is, is packaging, and yes. when you work in the packaging manufacturing, they just they say, "Here's a washing machine. I need an outer casing for that." And it's right. very basic. Whereas we need like to the millimeter spacing correct. Of course. Um, and yes. in fact, when we first got the tooling off, um, there was a incorrect millimeter spacing in the frame um, where you place the frames on the on the lugs. So we had to actually pay for a tool modification wow. just to bring it in a few mils, so the the frames didn't interlock. Of
0: course. Yeah. And yeah. so
1: to us to release a, a product with that slight. Issue beekeepers can be like, well, that's not very good. No, so no. we had to rectify that.
0: Beekeepers are very quick to spot a flaw yeah. in a product, aren't they?
1: But obviously, when the sales rep and that came to us, he was like, oh, "There's nothing wrong with that." But then like, I explained to them it can interlock, so yes. this, this this can't happen.
0: Uh, but that's been resolved, and now the product is out there. Uh, so when it comes to protecting it and looking after it. It, it comes in its raw poly form and I guess you have to paint it to protect it?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we normally recommend, as with any polystyrene box, smooth masonry paint just to prolong the life, protect it from leaving UV. Um, most manufacturers do the same. Um, with the feeder, a lot of people now ask me, do I paint the feeder? Personally, we haven't. Um, other suppliers they do. It's, I'd say it's personal preference. Um, and that's the
0: inside of yeah, the, the feeder? The, the yeah, the inside of the top feeding system. Because I think... Certainly when I've had other poly feeders, I've always been told paint the inside because the feed might seep into the polystyrene. Yeah. But because this is higher density, does that restrict Yeah, so
1: that? I mean, when it comes out of the mould, it is there is like a skin on it um, right. to essentially try and stop anything like that. And because of the higher density, there shouldn't be as much air pockets. But polystyrene is slightly porous. So if it was to sit there for a month or two, yeah, yeah I, I imagine it would Sure. Um, seep through. So it's entirely up to Up to the, up customer. To the beekeeper. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. The nuke itself, you re- when you receive it, you get the... Nuke box itself which has got the integrated um, feet on it which is is a really good feature then inside that you've got the uh, Corex divider which you can use to separate the two and is it really just as simple as taking the divider and put it in the middle and splitting the bees down the middle of the six frame nuke
1: yeah essentially um that's what we would do um, um again if you were to establish them initially as a two two way nuke you would probably just put a frame of brood frame of honey each side and that's generally right. m- more than enough the only thing that we probably would say is obviously with the divider slots is um if the bees tend to it depends on the breed of bees and we find that that will proper list the gap of or their usual brace cone we tested it, and we haven't actually had them do that yet. But over right. a prolonged period of time, you might find that might be the case, which is why we suggest a petroleum jelly or something like that in the yep. gaps to right. to ho- hopefully stop that from happening.
0: Yeah, sure. Then it comes It comes complete with the feeder. Yeah. And then the one thing I noticed very early, as soon as I took it out of the box, was the weight of the lid. It's a really thick lid, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because, so, I mean, if you look at all the other polystyrene boxes, got 40 mil walls. That's a brilliant insulation on the walls. But then you go to a 20 mil roof, it's, you're losing all your heat. Yes. Um, so we, we whack that straight up to 40mm um, just to keep the overall right. everything the same. That added with the feeder thickness. You've got a nice thick roof there um, to restrict the heat loss.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really good feature and one that beekeepers that actually get their hands on these nukes are going to notice straight away the sales look as if they're going really well for you here
1: yeah yeah in all fairness we've been overwhelmed um, the polystyrene is such high density it's, it's three month age and time in, in massive silos in a factory um, so we need to know three months in advance for every order we have to make right. it's very hard to predict in such a new product so we've gone with our sort of gut instinct of how it's been going and so far it's paid off but now we're looking at a, a slight stock gap between the end of April and start um, and, and May, so we'll see how that goes. But the sales at TradeX, again, we sold out by about one o'clock. Uh, national wow. Honey Show, we sold out as well. That was last year in October. This year, we may sell out. We we will see. We sold a good over two thirds of them already. Sure.
0: Yeah, there's certainly plenty of room on the stand here yeah. now. Whereas first thing, you were surrounded by those right, yeah. nukes. Yeah. And for the future, these are national nuke boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And You've got a 14 by 12. Are are there any plans for other sizes? Um,
1: We have um, done a lot of drawings, especially in the Langstroth variant currently, and we've got a lot of demand for a national one.
0: In terms of your business partner, Tristan, you went to school with Tristan, and he's an integral part of of the team. do you kind of split the workload or do you both muck in together? Um, in all fairness, we've both
1: got our own specialities. So, I mean, with hands-on work, woodwork, he's, he's spot on. He would sit on his table saw for hours on end producing boxes, frame feeders, whereas I'm quite scatty and I'd get bored and go off and do something else. i right. jump from job to job, so I'd go onto the laptop and then make a figure to go and do this. Um, my mind works in that way. And if I've got an idea, sure. i I'd will go and try and mess around with that idea. Um, so we have our own... Our own perks about each other, and it kind of works really well in in that business. Okay, there's a few things we don't agree on, but in all fairness, it's very rarely.
0: Do do you think that you'll have any modifications as you go forward? Will you Um, you, potentially have any changes? At the the minute, we've got a lot of
1: people say, Oh, actually, if you're running this as a two way and I open it up, what's stopping this side from crossing over? Right. Um, We did try to integrate some sort of Perspex cover as with um, other suppliers, but. It was hard with the work into the top feed of the fondant plug to and um, the uh, protruding um, correct divide to make it work. Right. Um, so I'm working with a few of our distributors now, um, a few people in Ireland as well, just to come up with some way of introducing a, a perspex sheet.
0: So one of the questions that I've been asked is, uh, if I want to clean the poly nuke, What's the best product to clean it? So is there something that we
1: can use to clean them? Um, well, on our recommendation sheet, we do say a 10% mix of um, bleach-containing hydrochloride. However, we are currently now stocking a, a product called um, Hive Hove Wash, um, okay. which is made by a company called Eversafe. and they've, It's quite new to the market, I'd say, but it's a lot of questions being asked about cleaning polystyrene. You can't scorch them as you would with yes. a wooden. So it's been selling rather well today because people have not heard of this product yeah um, great and so far we'll see how it goes i mean we, i would recommend it to you just read all the, the stuff that's in it i couldn't yeah. i can tell you all the scientific stuff sure. the bloke that's done it is, is obviously knows his stuff yeah and he's worked worked with it and tested it so
0: great okay so we've got a cleaning product i'm guessing although the products are in short supply they're available on your website for anyone who's not been able to get to the shows
1: Yeah, currently we're taking still taking orders until the stocks last it if we sell out today, um, there's a small amount left at our workshop. However, if we take some back, then we'll have whatever yeah. remains.
0: Great, right. okay. And the website's got all the information that people would need to look at the nukes and to be able to decide if they were right for them. And if they wanted to get in touch with you, there's either a telephone or an email address on the website.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we've got um, quite a few pictures of the box and a video of me just sort of demonstrating it so that should hopefully cover anything but obviously some people do like to have a good hands-on look so there's a a few distributors around the UK that are selling our box. sure
0: and if anybody else is interested I've also done a blog showing the Nuke as it breaks down into individual component parts and also talked a little bit about the product as well I think it's a fabulous product and I think you'd be very very successful with it so thank you very much for your time today Dan no problem Um, we wish you well for anybody that's listening that would like more information I'll put all of the details in the show notes that accompany this podcast so that's it for this week my thanks again to Dan and Tristan for allowing me to invade their trade show stand and have a chat with Dan thank you for listening to my podcast yet again and we'll catch up next week I'm Stuart Sphinx and that was beekeeping short and sweet